This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people. Happy Monday to you. I truly hope that you are well. I am good. Um, We are good. Chris is behind the scenes with me tonight, um, but he's already informed me that he might not be chiming in too much tonight. I have a lot of information that I want to discuss. I have a lot of things that I want to cover tonight. So I'm actually going to um, jump right into tonight's topic. Um, I'm going to be talking about events that are happening today. I've got quite a few news articles that I haven't been able to get to in the last couple of shows. So I'm going to pull those into our subject matter because... Like the days of Noah, like the times of Noah written about in the book of Genesis, in the Bible, we are seeing um, tremendous similarities. We are seeing uh, similar behaviors. Uh, We are seeing similar What's the word I'm looking for? Similar corruption of the human race and of uh, mankind as God intended mankind to live. So um, that's our topic tonight. It's actually like the days of Noah. So I'm going to do my best to um, paint you a picture of what it was like in the days of Noah and then show you some of the similarities through the newspaper headlines and articles that that I've got here before me. Okay, this is your host Diane Jones. I um, I'm not sipping my tea because I had my tea a little bit early. <laughs> I, I drank it down with my dinner because I knew that tonight was kind of just going to be kind of jam packed. Okay, so for those of you that um, are listening and you want to follow along, I'm actually going to talk to you about the days of Noah from the book of Genesis, which is, um, which will be in the sixth chapter of Genesis. Okay. I started a, a, a new study. I started studying Genesis all over again a couple of weeks ago. And, um, I finally made it right up to, or almost up to the sixth chapter, but, um, things just started kind of ringing in my mind and, you know, when I started thinking about tonight, I just said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm not totally at the sixth chapter yet, but I did kind of glance over there in it. And so it really got my mind going about tonight as far as where we are in in time and what's going on with us. So in the in the sixth chapter of Genesis, 
um, the writer who is believed to be Moses, the writer is talking about how it came to pass, in other words, over time, and, and how it came to pass that men began to multiply on the face of the earth. The chapters preceding this one, especially in chapter 5, begin to give the history and the genealogies of man all the way from Adam to, to this point, okay? And so basically, you know, God had given a directive to Adam and Eve to, uh, to uh, replenish the earth and to multiply and to be fruitful, but a lot of things happened from the time that they were given that directive up to this chapter, and we we there's a breakdown that happened, and there was a fall, and a disruption that occurred between mankind's relationship uh, with God. So the multiplication that was going on was not according to God's plan, where He said that the man uh, should have his 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 wife, as in singular, where Adam would have Eve, and that they would be one flesh, and you know, that he would cleave to her. Um, a lot of other things were going on, um, primarily through his son Cain, through Adam's son Cain. That's where a lot of this immorality began to come into place. It was through Cain that polygamy began. It was through Cain and his son's sons, uh, where they begin to take more than one wife um, unto themselves, and um, the, the actually they don't give you a long history of Cain's lineage, even though it existed. Uh, this writer gives you just a short glimpse into that lineage, and then he cuts back over and begins to talk about um, Adam's lineage again through his other son, Seth. And it was through that lineage that God uh, reestablished a relationship with mankind. So anyway, Cain's descendants were wreaking havoc. And some of Seth's, Seth's descendants were as well. Um, there was just a period of ungodliness that just began to flourish, okay? So it says, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them. So it lets you know that this wasn't just men alone. There were, there were females. There were daughters being born too. And um, it goes on to say that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. In this, uh, in this um, verse, the sons of God is referring to uh, angels, fallen angels, angels that fell during the time that Lucifer warred against God and tried to overtake heaven and tried to exalt himself above God and he created a war in the heavens and God cast him out of heaven and along with him were certain angels who uh, followed him and they are described in this verse as the sons of God. Um, there's controversy about that. I mean, you will hear different views on that. Some 
some theologians and some Christians don't believe that that's referring to angels. Um, but if you read the chapter further down, I think that it spells it out pretty clearly. And, and so I believe that that is what this is talking about. So not only was there immorality happening amongst the men and mankind, you know, men and women, but it was also the angels that fell with Lucifer were also committing unnatural acts and abnormal, um, having abnormal relations with women that they were not supposed to have, that they were not created and designed to have. So it says here, the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. So um, that gives me the impression that they could have chose more than one wife, might probably did cho choose quite a few women, uh, just kept choosing them as they, just, as they pleased, as they desired. Um, we don't know exactly how they had the ability to do that, but we know that angels have supernatural powers, just like God is a supernatural being. The angels have supernatural powers, not to the same degree that God does, but they obviously used their supernatural powers in an ungodly way and made this come about. So then, um, um, verse 3 lets you know that the Lord said his spirit would not always strive with man because man is also flesh. This is in verse 3. And he says that his days are going to be uh, reduced uh, in number. Before this, man lived for hundreds of years. Mankind lived for hundreds of years. Uh, from what I could see, the, the one who lived the youngest, the least amount of time was, uh, let's see. I believe it was uh, Enoch. Okay. Because it said that Enoch walked with God. On um, all the days of Enoch were 360 and five years, and Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. So he lived 365 years, but the oldest man up to that point was Methuselah, who had lived 969 years, so almost a thousand years, okay? So mankind lived for hundreds of years at a time, but things were getting so bad and so corrupt during this time during this over this time span and we honestly don't know how long of a time span that was but we know that it had to be several thousands of years because the different generations were living almost a thousand years each okay so then god said okay i'm going to shorten man's days and and because of the because of the corruption and because of the wickedness, I'm going to shorten man's days. And it goes on to expound on this a little bit further. He says in verse four, there were giants in the earth. Okay, in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, bare children to them. The same became mighty men, which were were of old men of renown okay so it's letting you know that the sons of god the angels came in unto the daughters of men 
bore children with them, produced giants. Um, another word for those giants in the Hebrew is Nephilim. Nephilim. Um, so they produced giants of these women. And so they created these hybrid beings, these abnormal beings, these in... Uh, ooh, wow, the break came on us like really, really fast. Okay, so like I said, more after the break. <laughs> Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Information about book publishing is power. The power to change your authoring life and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific on the Rockstar Radio Network. You'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Riles is in. And each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, and yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and the Book Shepherd. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. On the Rockstar Radio Network. In the annals of recorded history, there has never been anything that can compare to home movies. But now, in this modern era, where do you turn for the best information? Right here, it's the Home Movie Legacy Project, hosted by Rhonda Vigent. Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Learn how to organize, digitize, share on social media, use this genealogy research, repurpose or even monetize found footage. Discover ways to find films about your own family that you didn't even know existed. Or create a documentary that can use the power of home movies to deliver a message that can impact the lives of many. For more on Rhonda and the show, go to our website, HomeMovieLegacy.com. Then be here as the journey continues with the Home Movie Legacy Project with Rhonda Vigent. Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Thank God I am free. I am Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, people, I'm back. And wow, that time went by really fast, but I'm going to just jump right in where I left off because like I said, I have a lot to cover. So what I was describing to you was the um, the decline, the decline that happened in the human race after the fall of Adam and Eve and how 
sexual immorality began to show up, how how polygamy came into play, how uh, men were having relations with women um, in, in, in different capacities other than what God had intended for them to have, um, how even the angels that had fallen with Lucifer began to take women unto themselves and cohabitate sexually with them and produce um, another race of beings, hybrid beings. Okay, so, and the, and the interesting thing is, is that the people, the, the humans at that time began to give um, praise and worship and credit to these, to these giants, to these Nephilim beings. Um, because it says here, the same became mighty men which were of old, men of renown. So it's like they were, you know, um, uh, looked up to and considered to be, you know, mighty and 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 famous, so to speak. Well, if they had the, if they had the, how should I say the 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 gifts of the angels who were supernatural beings and of course they would be mighty and of course they would be able to do probably all sorts of fantastic outrageous just um amazing things these these offering offspring but then you get to verse five and you see where god had a different opinion than what the people had God had a different opinion about what was happening than what the people at that time had. And God says in verse 5 that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. Hmm. And that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And this is where I'm 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 wanting to start to tie in what's going on in in our culture today and in the world today is that the people were rebelling against God and his ways and his and his statutes and everything that he had created them for and to do and to be and they were proud of it they were proud of it I mean they were struggling they were under the curse now. They were having to make their own way. They were having to make their own living, so to speak. Um, things were not paradise and wonderful anymore, but yet they were proud. Yet they were proud and they were arrogant and they were worshiping their own creations and their own ideas and their own societies and cities and things that they were building. They were thinking that they were really doing something, even though they were struggling, even though they were cursed, even though God had a totally different opinion. God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Okay? Today, today, what do we have that resembles that those times? Okay, creating hybrid beings. Uh, the women were even seducing the angels. The women were even worshiping the angels. Um, as you begin to study scriptures in other places, you find out that there was all kinds of ungodliness going on, such as sacrifices of the babies that were being born, incest, homosexuality, as we call it today. 
um, the Bible calls it perversion, causing all kinds of confusion, um, bestiality was occurring in those times. And you might say, well, where in the world does she get that from? But further down in verse 7, you see where God says, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. So to me, I believe things had got so buck wild and so nasty that men were even cohabitating with the animals because God destroyed all of them. He didn't just destroy the man, the mankind, the human race. He destroyed all of them. So I believe that there's a reason for that. So anyway, what are we doing today? What are we seeing today? And we're thinking that it's all good and people are... are um, you know, like promoting it, fighting for it, arguing if you disagree with it, um, you're the person who has an issue. Well, what kinds of things do we see that are kind of similar? Um, man is inventing and creating things that they're saying are for good, okay? Cloning, cloning, trying to duplicate other types of creatures, trying to mix man with rats and i'm seeing some crazy strange pictures you know like on online and on the internet and stuff like that of some little creature that has like a a man's ear and a rat's body and and you know maybe like a foot sticking out or something crazy like that um test tubes babies being born in test tubes instead of in the womb and instead of as a result of a man and a woman who are uh, merged and married and together and loving one another. Uh, mankind is manipulating genetics in lots of different ways. I mean, we have genetically mod modified foods to the point that most of us are not even aware that a lot of the foods that we eat are genetically modified, not even real food anymore. Um, we have incestuous relationships that are causing children to be born of the same blood, you know, father and daughter, uh, sister and brother, so forth and so on. Um, further, further corrupting um, the human race that was, how should I say, preserved through Noah. Uh, what else do we have? We have child molestation, you know, where people are abusing, sexually abusing children, um, um, altering them for life in many cases. We have same-sex unions, um, which can't even, can't even accomplish procreation and, except through artificial means, going back to some of this other stuff that I'm talking about, like in vitro fertilization, but doing it you know, in their own way instead of according to God's plan. I mean, I can keep going on and on and on. We have sexual perversion uh, as far as sexting, as far as sex trafficking, as far as rape, as far as, um, man, you name it. You name it. And mankind is producing all of these things and praising all of these things 
as though it's all good, as though it's all good, um, even though we are struggling, even though there is an increased level of stress, there's an increased level of anxiety, more people are on antipsychotics and drugs, um, trying to just cope with life, more people are on medication, supposedly for the purpose of healing, but the medicines are causing just as much side effects as the as the supposed benefits of the medications. The breakdown of the family is 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 just causing so many hardships. Teenage suicide is on the rise. Just saw a story in the news the other day where a young girl, I think she was around 12 years old, jumped from a high water tower um, because she was being bullied by two other girls at school, a 14-year-old, and I forget how old the other one were, over a boy, bullied for over a year. The school tried to intervene. The parents tried to intervene. The girl jumps off this tower and kills herself. I mean, there is so much unrest. There is so such a lack of peace in the world. There are so many sorrows and troubles because of immorality and rebellion in all different kinds of ways. But yet man, kind, is saying that it's all good. They're trying to say that this is all good. You know, they're actually trying to make it now that if you say same-sex unions are unhealthy and dangerous and cause more pain and more confusion, then you've got a problem. You're the one with the problem. Now the pedophiles are fighting for rights because the homosexuals gain the right to marry. So now the pedophiles are fighting for the same rights and they don't want to be discriminated against, which many people like myself knew that that would happen next. But anyway, I'm giving you the similarities in what happened in Noah's day, the days of Noah, and what is happening now. And we only have a minute, um, uh, probably a little bit less than a minute before the music comes on. But I'm just going to come back after the break and I'm going to start sharing some of the stories that have been in the news in the last few months and see if you would agree with my opinion. Like the days of Noah, we're seeing the same kind of corruption we're seeing the same kind of wickedness. And I'm here to tell you tonight that the consequences of that behavior are not good. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Are you the kind of parent who just wants their kids to live the life of their dreams? Well, grab your kids and join How to Raise a Millionaire Radio with Ann Morgan James and Jack James. 
It's a lively interview and call-in show, Thursday, 6 p.m. Central, on the Rockstar Radio Network. This dynamic mother and son team are on a mission. They want to empower kids to dream big and go after those dreams with gusto. They want to fill the world with kid entrepreneurs. Are your kids ready for success? Don't miss their fun annex, lively guests, and discussions. For more on Ann and Jack and their show, check out their website, howtoraiseamillionaire.com. Then join the conversation of lively interviews and call-ins, and let's give our kids the tools and encouragements they need to build a future they can bank on, no matter what the economy throws their way. It's How to Raise a Millionaire Radio with Ann Morgan-James and Jack James, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness and to create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls or we can make information available to you via email. Equipping the Saints Ministries is home-based in Maryland. You may write to us at Post Office Box 1616, Clinton, Maryland, 20735. Or email us at vir2us1 at verizon.net. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people. I haven't had a chance to update my little commercial there, um, but the uh, P.O. Box address for our ministry is P.O. Box 72, Waldorf, Maryland, 20642. I think it's 42. <laughs> and then the email, you can still reach me at that email, but we have another email, um, ETS Ministries, INC. That's for incorporated at gmail.com. So that is ETS Ministries, INC, at gmail.com. So, anyway, back to where I was. Um, I told you that I would read some articles to you that have been in the news. Uh, and I've been trying to get to these in the last couple of shows. So let's see. The first one here, this is from back in August. Um, some of you are probably very aware of this um, occurrence when it happened. Um, I'm going to highlight the article and the comments. Um, this was regarding a particular quote-unquote artist on on a television show. Um 
because I don't condone or really want to promote the show or the artist, I'm not going to give the name, although some of you can probably put that together, um, and I'm not going to give the name of the show. But this artist, um, back in August, performed a very uh, sexually explicit act on this show. Um, and this act included, um, I don't know how many people caught this, but I caught it. It included heavy overtones, um, strong tones of bestiality because uh, not only was this person, this uh, young lady was engaged with, you know, very, very sensual type behavior with this older man, but also with um, someone's, I guess, dressed as an animal dressed as an animal and they were, you know, just um, inappropriate with this animal. So it caused a big stir. You know, um, this person, I suppose, felt like this was good to get attention and to boost their career. Um, but there's always a downside. There's always a downside. And it's funny because we see it over and over and over and over. In, in the people's lives that do these kinds of things, but yet there is a draw. There is like a, a pull and a draw for people to continue to repeat, repeat history. That's that sinful nature. That's that rebellious nature. And it's Satan, the enemy of God, working against individuals, working against mankind trying to draw them into the same traps. Anyway, let me try to stay on track here. Some of the comments uh, from the public, one person said um, they were wondering what was this person thinking? Um, the person should have known better. Uh, one said uh, it was a shame that this person was making a vulgar joke out of her talents and her beauty. Uh, another person said it's the same thing that's going on on any street corner in America, selling herself for money. Um, another one, it's just the path she is choosing seems so wrong and dangerous, many said. Um, this one said uh, this person wrongly represents the way girls should act today. I'm actually glad that there were still some people that were offended by this. Um, another person says, performance only adds to the already damaging image of women as sex objects. Uh, I just find it extremely discouraging and difficult to hold out hope for the improved status of women in this world when even the most entitled among us so negatively reinforce the worst stereotypes and misogynistic attitudes about women. Um, this person says her behavior sets 50 to 60 years of women, women's, of women's forward progress back a long way when you consider that her huge fan base really only consists of young and impressionable girls and horny young boys <laughs> who unfortunately on many levels are our future leaders. Well... The few minutes that I saw of it, um, 
the few minutes that I saw of it, I was, I was highly, highly disturbed and highly offended. But from what I can see, not only this show, but other shows have been progressively getting more and more and more lewd, more and more um, um, outrageous, more and more sexually explicit. It's like the appetite, you know, one of my shows, you know, a year or so back, I can't remember exactly how long ago, it's like we talked about the same spirit and we talked about how when you say yes to sexual abuse, you say yes to sexual perversion increasing in society. When you say yes, that fornication is okay that it's okay for people to cohabitate without being married and have sexual relations without that commitment. When you say yes to that, then you open the doors to things like more rape, to pornography, to incest, to homosexuality, lesbianism, as we call it today. The Bible calls it perversion and confusion. But when you say yes to one, you say yes to all of those. Okay, so next article. This was September 4th. Teen pleads not guilty to rape at school sports camp. Okay, so this is a teenager at a school sports camp. Okay, a Massachusetts teen accused of raping a fellow student at a summer sports camp pleaded not guilty on Tuesday. Gives this guy's name, Galil Mondell, 17, is one of three high school junior varsity soccer players who authorities allege entered a cabin occupied by freshman students and assaulted three victims at a camp in western Massachusetts. Okay. Prosecutors said the three went into the freshman cabin searching for victims using a broomstick to assault them. Did you hear what I said? Using a broomstick to assault them. Okay. It says um, the attorney is claiming that Mondale was an innocent bystander and actually tried to stop the other student from getting involved. Uh, he is being tried as an adult and faces charges that include aggravated rape of a child under 16. Where do you think that he gets this from? Where do you think that the guys, the fellas with him get this from? Our atmosphere, our, 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 the, the atmosphere is sexually charged today. Like the days of Noah like the time of Noah, lasciviousness, lewdness, rioting. I mean, I could go into all other types of, of behaviors, but our atmosphere is charged with a spirit of rebellion and a lewdness that is drawing our young people before they're even old enough, before they're even old enough to know the the seriousness of these consequences into this behavior. He's being a tried as an adult, okay? 
indecent assault and battery on a person who has turned 14. Indecent assault and battery on a person who has turned 14. Assault and battery and intimidation of a witness. This is a 17-year-old. Wow, this person says, I imagine he planned on getting dressed for his first day of school and instead he had to get arraigned on felony charges. Corman said, he's very mature for his age. He understands the severity of the charges, but he's also confident because he knows he didn't do anything. He knows he will be exonerated. Wow. Two other JV soccer players, both 16, faced similar allegations. Prosecutors said in a statement. Okay. Is that bad enough? Well, let's go to September 10th. This is from CNN. I should mention that the other one was from um, CNN.com too. Um, this one, from survivor to suspect, man rescued in Andes, wanted in sex abuse case. We got a minute before break. Let's see how far I can get into this. He survived for nearly four months in the mountains, braving freezing temperatures and eating rats and grass to survive. The man was on the run. Okay. He was hiding out. <laughs> Interesting. It turns out that Gomez, a, uh, you're, you're, ooh, I can't pronounce that right. Uruguayan, Uruguayan, for butchering that word, national, may have had good reason to be hiding. It turns out that he was hiding because, according to Chilean prosecutors, Gomez, 58, is a wanted suspect in their county, in their country, I'm sorry, in a case allegedly involving the sexual abuse of a minor. I'll finish this story after the break. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, abuse, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have loved and been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived abuse, molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may see or find themselves in Diane Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of the story of me online at www.authorhouse.com or any of the major bookstores. Yeah. 
Are you ready to start rocking that woohoo that only you do? Because Lisa Stedman is on a mission. She will dare you, challenge you, enlighten you, provoke and empower you to bring out that inner woohoo. Lisa is an internationally acclaimed best-selling author. She is a breakup expert, a brand consultant, CEO of Woohoo Inc. and the Woohoo Radio Network. She will show you how to take your boohoo and turn it into woohoo. Get rebellious and get real. Get your dreams off the back burner. Get inspired and motivated to take action. Start rocking that woohoo that only you do in love, life, and business. She is going to be here for you every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com, the show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse, helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. All right. This is Minister Diane, and I was talking about some of the headlines, uh, the stories that have been in the news over the last several months. And... Um, I'd like to say before I continue my last article that um, you can find our ministry resources. You can find my personal testimony of how I overcame the sexual abuse, the incest that I was a victim of in my own life on our radio show page. Uh, the story of me is on the radio show page along with overcoming sexual abuse and uh, one of my other books uh, regarding the issues of um, discrimination and race, racism. Uh, so anyway, back to tonight's uh, story. We were talking about Mr. Gomez, a man in from Uruguay who was wanted in the... Um, because he allegedly uh, uh, abused, sexually abused an eight-year-old boy. So let me go back to where I was. According to Chilean prosecutors, Gomez, 58, is a wanted suspect in their country in a case allegedly involving the sexual abuse of a minor. Authorities said they opened an investigation in April after the mother of an eight-year-old boy, sound familiar, accused the Uruguayan man of sexually abusing her son. When I asked if it sounds familiar, it just reminded me of the Penn State um, scandal um, with Sandusky and all of that, which um, not too many people are talking about those things anymore. But we keep it, we keep it on the minds of uh, those who will listen and hear. It says that um, a local judge issued an arrest warrant and a restraining order that month pro prohibiting Gomez from having any contact with the alleged victim. Just weeks after the investigation, Gomez disappeared. He basically took off um, 
left the country riding a motorcycle, kept walking through the Andes. Um, once the bicycle broke down, he just kept walking on foot and he was hiding out. He was hiding out for nearly four months in the mountains, braving freezing temperatures, eating rats and grass to survive because he knew that he was wanted for the for to for the investigation of allegedly molesting you know sexually abusing an 8-year-old boy now the interesting thing too is it says the man's wife and daughters who traveled to Argentina to re reunite with him deny the allegations and say it's all a misunderstanding it's very very common in the families where there has been some sort of sexual abuse, uh, where there's been that invasion of that spirit, of that lascivious spirit, that the people deny it. Those that are involved deny it. Okay? And the reason I say that it's interesting is because it goes on to say, another sexual abuse case against him in Uruguay also turned out not to be true, she said. So he was accused of this before. He was accused of it before. So it keeps coming up for some reason. For some reason, it keeps coming up in this, this man's life. I find that to be uh, suspicious. So where there's smoke, there probably is some kind of fire. Okay? So next article, because I know we're going to be running out of time here. Missouri man gets 20 years for keeping young women, woman as a sex slave. I'm talking to you about the similarities between now and the days of Noah, okay, the immorality that was going on then and the immorality that's going on now. And I'm, I'm giving you the names of places all across the world. You know, it's not isolated to here or there or the U.S. or, or not or China or not. I mean, this is across, this is across the world. A Missouri man, and this was from September, okay, a Missouri man was sentenced on Wednesday to 20 years in federal prison for his role in the years, with an S, long sexual torture of a mentally deficient young woman. This is a woman who had a disability, okay? She was mentally deficient. Don't know exactly what the disability was, but she had some, some issues of her own. That included electrical shock and mutilation. Electrical shock and mutilation. Okay. This guy, the federal judge accepted a plea agreement from Edward Bagley Sr., 46 years old, in Kansas City courtroom on Wednesday morning. He pleaded guilty to one of the 11 counts he faced for having a sexual relationship with a minor. Sounds similar to the Elizabeth Smart um, situation. Okay. They, they, um, they preserved the identity of the female victim. Let's see. From December 2002 to February 2009... In his Lebanon, Missouri trailer home, the woman, who was a runaway minor at the time when the abuse began, and you see that, you see that often, the child comes from 
a broken home of some sort, was a runaway minor at the time when the abuse began. She was sometimes hung upside down, waterboarded, had animals she cared for shot in front of her by Bagley to coerce her to engage in commercial sex acts. The indictment read because he also sold her out, if you will. Okay, he also let other men come in and abuse her for for things like cigarettes in exchange for cigarettes, computer hard drives, sadomasochism videos, coats and meats, in exchange for things like that. Immorality. When you talk about the ills of sexual perversion and how when you open the floodgates to just one one aspect of that, that it just grows and grows and grows. Okay. Wow. This young lady who was 16 year old grew up in a foster care home. She ran away. He promised her a great life, including things like he would make her a model and a dancer, make her dreams come true. Okay, he actually advertised and publicized this young lady over the internet and in live webcam sessions as his slave who would engage in sexual acts and could be tortured during live online sessions or in person. I mean, horrible, despicable behavior. Sadly, I have to say, though, that this is not uncommon that this is common when righteousness and right ways of doing things are removed from a society when the people begin to glory in their own inventions and their own ideas and rebel against God's ways and his statutes and what he created us for these are the things that come about and these are the things that happen in any society. These are the kinds of things that happen. They are happening now in this country, in places across the globe. It is increasing in prevalence. In the days of Noah, God decided to shorten man's lifespan he decided to cleanse the earth of that corruption because it was so bad. And that's why he brought the flood. He promised that he would never, <coughs> excuse me, flood the whole earth again. But he did assure us that the wages of sin, sin is rebellion. That's all sin is. It's rebellion against him. But the wages of rebellion, the wages of sin is death, that it does bring corruption, that it does bring destruction. And those consequences are still real. And we are actually feeling the effects of those things. Now, I am not surprised that we have had a government shutdown again. I mean, 
states have just voted in same-sex unions. States have just said that God doesn't know what he's talking about and same-sex unions are fine. States have just, all the way up to the highest level of government in this country, have said, forget God. He doesn't know what he's talking about. We don't care what the Bible has to say, that same-sex unions are fine. And because of that, now the pedophiles, as we call them, are wanting the same rights. And I can assure you that it's going to continue to get worse and worse unless God intervenes again. This time, though, he promises that he would preserve the elect. He says that things are going to get so bad that he would have to destroy everything it, 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 that Satan would destroy everything if it was possible. But God promises to preserve his own before he lets it get that bad again. He promises to preserve his own. He gives us an answer and he gives us hope in the second coming and the return of his son, Jesus Christ. So there is our hope. Therein lies our hope. Wake up, pay attention, give your heart to God, turn over a new leaf, and we can avoid the same destruction. <laughs>